Hey, how's it going, guys? Welcome back. Episode 3 of Highly Taken. Here I am back again from Tallahassee, Florida. Tallahassee. Uh, this is Christian Smith back at you from Wilmington, Delaware. Nick back here at Jacksonville again. Hey, guys, let's get it. All right, so I believe the first the first round of order today, we are going to do our results on the dubs and chugs. We're going to see the winners, going to see the losers. I can tell you that I definitely did not win, but we will see who gets punished today. Yeah, let's get it, guys. So uh, sitting over here, we did the you know three games a day. Um, you know, I started off pretty hot on Friday. I went 3-0. and You know, a lot of uh, highs going in. Thought I was going to pull it out. Um, second place, I had five of them right. Not terrible. Um, then he got first place with six, which is unreal. Did pretty good. Christian got first place this week. Yeah, I think I got like two. <laughs> David, David came in with four. No big oh. deal. He had four, you know, not bad, not bad. Only one behind. I was a little nervous. Um, so, you know, our deal is he has to go ahead and chug, chug this beer. For, uh, for those audio listeners out there, I'll try to do as much ASMR I can for you. <laughs> so, I mean, the last game was, you know, the tiebreaker, the Mariners-Tigers game. Uh, I believe Christian picked 6-4. I think David picked 7-3. and three. I picked 5-3. Five, five to three. Final score is five to three. I should give myself some extra credit for that, but that's all good. <laughs> Did you finish? Y'all good? Get it? Let's go, baby. The the, the warmth. Uh, I should have done it for the warm one. <laughs> it happens, man. That that's why it's a punishment. It's not supposed to be something you enjoy. So let's uh let's get this started. We're gonna start. With our predictions of what we're sitting with the NFC South and the AFC South, uh, let's start with the NFC South. We'll start just like we did last time. We'll start with Christian, see what he has going on. Yeah, so for me, uh, I don't see the NFC South as a very strong division this year. However, that being said, I do have two teams going over 500 on the season. Winning the division, I have the Saints at 10-7, and I think Carr comes out with a pretty decent season. I think he's going to go for 3,500 yards. I think Kamara also goes for 1,500 total, rushing and receiving. And we see a nice little flash in the pan of a prime Mike Thomas return here. I think that's going to play big. I think it's going to be almost like the Tay Adams Carr was look, had over in, um, uh, I'm sorry, L.A. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously not as good. Tay Adams is the top three receiver in the NFL, clearly. But Mike Thomas, when he's healthy and when he's on full go, I mean, you can argue the same thing with him. He, he's a top receiver as well. Sitting in second place in that division at nine and seven, uh, I have the Bucks. I think Baker shows out in his own way. I think he will throw for 3,000 yards. Uh, I think he also goes for 26 or more interceptions, or I'm sorry, not interceptions, touchdowns with only 11 interceptions. We're going to see uh, – we're going to see probably a wild card spot out of them because it's a weak NFC conference. That's my take. That might be a little bit of a hot take, but that's how I see it. I think yeah. with Baker at the realms, they'll be good enough to manage their way through a very crappy division and pull themselves into a wild card spot in a weak NFC. You know, David, I, I thought we were saving hot takes for last, but apparently Christian just wants to start out with one to, to stop. I, I yeah, um, that's, I, that's... I agree, but we're going to let him keep going on his other teams right now. Oh, it's cool. Call him, come back to me at the end of the season, boys. Cool. Sitting in third place in that division, uh, I'm going to have the Panthers going 5-12. and 12. I think we're going to see a lot of flashes from Young. 
Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of things that we would, I mean, not we personally, but the Panthers would like to see in their first round, first overall pick quarterback. I don't think it's going to be anything crazy, but again, I think we're going to see good <laughs> from him. But the, the problem is with them is the team is just underdeveloped. They have good playmakers, but they're not top guys all around the ball. They're only guys that at best, you know what I mean? Like they might've had their one great season. You look at Thielen, he had like one or two great seasons. You look at Sanders, this was his first year with over a thousand yards. So it's not a crazy stacked team, but at the same time, they have some people around there that can make some plays. And sitting in last place in that division is the Falcons. I have them going with a three and 14 record. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think Desmond Ritter starts the season, but I think Taylor Heineke finishes off the season. Ooh. I think a lot of the time, you will see the Falcons compete in most of the games, but they're not going to find a lot of success. And Ritter is not going to take the steps that they believe that they need him to take in order to become a face of the franchise at a certain point. I think it's going to be another rebuilding season for Atlanta. They have some good key offensive pieces there, but there's no quarterback. And so that's going to obviously play your biggest role in everything here. And so I think just another almost like a tank season trying to get, you know, I mean, a good quarterback pick. Yeah, I found that very interesting. It just seems it, it seems interesting going for a quarterback like Ritter, um, and then just saying, "Oh, okay, we'll go ahead and tank now." Yeah, um, exactly. I, I guess to your point, though, we'll talk about it later. But I think the Titans are kind of in the same situation right now. It's very interesting. Yeah. Um, but for me, I like going reverse order. So, at my fourth place, I'm going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think they're going to go. <laughs> I think they're going to go four and thirteen, and I think they're going to finish the division two and four. Brady's gone like obviously Brady I mean he 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 can make any team that's garbage be really well but now you got Mayfield or even Trask who knows it's with with Mayfield it's so hit or miss depends on who you get what what decision making you get out of that now yeah. I'm I still think they have the same wide receiver talents they still have Mike Evans they, Evan Godwin. Uh, yeah and they still have the talent around him I'm not sure how they are running back right now I know Fournette is gone yeah. um you got a shot white yeah, Ronald, Jones, I think. Ronald Jones. I'm not sure if he's still Chase there. Edmonds. Did he go to the Chiefs? I'm not sure where Ronald Jones is right now. Yeah, no, they got Chase Edmonds as their number Chase two Edmonds. right now. Yeah. Um, I just, it just really, and it really just depends on how Baker does. And I mean, he had some flashes in the pan there last year with Carolina, some flashes in the pan there with the Rams, but I just don't see them going that far. Now, the division itself is awful. So it can, it like last year was the most competitive division. Because there was like three or four teams in the hunt with like three weeks left, but they're all under five hundred. So. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So this next one, number three, I'm gonna go with the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, I say they go five and twelve, divisional three and three. QB again. The lingering question is where did that guy? I personally don't think he is. Uh. But we'll have to see. I think it was really interesting. They went running back that early in the draft. Uh, they had Tyler Algier. They also had Cordero Patterson. I was very surprised it went um that early with running back. So they got Jesse Bates in free agency. That's a pretty good uh, safety they got there. And Drake London and Kyle Pitts are two young core receivers. Obviously, Kyle Pitts is a tight end, but he's more of a receiver. Uh, so it would be very interesting to see with that young offensive core if they can really do anything. But again, comes down to quarterback. I just don't think Ritter's that guy. Right. In second place, I have the New Orleans Saints coming in second place with a 9-8 and eight record. Um, I have them going 4-2 and two in the division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Derek Carr is definitely a step up from Andy Dalton. Um, Andy Dalton didn't have a bad season with that team last year. And, you know, Phil Winston wasn't given that fair of a chance in New Orleans. I feel like it was a pretty good signing. 
Um, it what car what Camara and what Thomas are you going to get next year? Are you going to get healthy? Are they going to be hurt? Um, Olave is a baller, and I just don't want him to go through a sophomore slump next year either. Um, defensive wise, I'm pretty sure they're a pretty mid pack defense. I don't think they were that great of a defense, but in a division like the NFC South, uh, you don't necessarily need to be because not that many people to worry about. So, which gets us to my surprise pick at number one. I have the Carolina Panthers winning the division, going ten and seven next year, um, three Never and three happened. within three and three within the division. Um, they got Miles Sanders this year. They picked up Thielen this year. They picked up DJ Chark this year. They picked up Hayden Hurst this year. They even picked up Von Bell on defense. Um, yeah. They also they also just got. I mean, I feel like a bunch of good mid players is better than most of the division they have here. Yeah. Um, they got they got Frank Reich as a head coach this year. I love Frank Reich. I feel like in Indianapolis, his GM did not give him a fair shot with his quarterbacks. No. Uh, I like you know Carson had an okay season, but then they got rid of Carson and they settled with Matt Ryan. So he wasn't really given a fair shot. Um, he has they got Bryce Young rookie. So yes, obviously it's going to be a hot take winning that. But he does have veteran Andy Dalton as his guide this year. And the Carolina quarterbacks coach is none other than Josh McCown, which isn't a bad person to have to sit underneath as well. Um, the team still has Chubba Hubbard. They still have Chenault. They still have Brian Bird, Shot Thompson. They got CJ Henderson and JC Horn at corners, which are very young. And they even have Eric Rowe over there at corner as well. Um, I have a little, not really a hot take, but I think they could go out and sign a clownier and Gonkoy before the offseason's over. I feel like they don't have that much. Um, they unavailable cap space. space yeah they go, out and sign a, go out and sign a pass rusher for them that's true um i think with that much young talent and the new coach i think they can get on track in a very very weak division um now i am happy to see that stroud and young are be playing to the season and you'll even have young versus richardson in back-to-back weeks so that's gonna be very interesting to see that um but yeah that is my hot take for the nfc south that's uh it was hot, bro. That was boiling yeah. hot. Yeah, I mean, yours was yours was too. Um, yeah, mom was too. But Panthers now, getting ten wins and first place in the division. I I really I really think the NFC South is going to be a joke yet again this year. Um, almost big. like almost a, a layup for any team, in my opinion, besides their division. I mean, they they have a pretty pretty uh, tough schedule. But uh, I'll go through mine. I have the Falcons sitting at three and 14, just like Christian. I mean, you just don't know what Ritter's going to do. Um, he's really, he hasn't had a full season under his belt. And I mean, his his wide receiving core is London, Mac Hollins, and Scotty Miller is his, his three starters. Yeah, you have Kyle Pitts there, but he's still unproven. I mean, he looked great with the Gators. We all thought he was going to do something sitting there, you know, that was their pick going in. Uh, but I just... I don't think Kyle Pitts is the guy that they think that he is. Um, that could change. He could come out there and play, but you can't tell me there's been a game that Kyle Pitts has looked like a superstar tight end. And that's just where I question. I yeah, I but it, it's, it's hard. when he, he hasn't had a quarterback. Yeah, it's hard when you have Ritter or Mariota throwing you the ball. Right. No, I mean, I, I get I get that. But, you know, you know, his position is, you know, we, you check and go. So like, you know, he's sitting there should be open most of the times. I mean, he's quick. Don't get me wrong. I just don't, I don't know if he, Oh, who's the one with the hairiest chest right here. He's on camera. Yeah. 
It's, no, uh, I was wearing yeah, a hockey sweater. Ah, that thing was so, no. I was sweating. That thing was so Yeah, hot. we're sweating over here, man. Jeez. I'm going to go ahead and give him a second to get back up <laughs> here. Woo. Yikes. I love it. But anyway, we're, we're sitting here. I, I just don't I don't know if they, they have the weapons there sitting in Atlanta to get it done. At number three, I have the Panthers at five and 12. Um, you know, with a, a rookie quarterback, you just don't know what's going to happen. Yes, he does have a decent receiving core in Thielen, Shark, and Chenault. I think they're they're pretty quick. Thielen's going to be their their main guy. Um, you know, having Sanders and Hubbard as your your two running backs is going to be good too. I, it, it really just relies on on Young, and I just don't know if he's going to be able to be that guy just yet. He's just not proven. Um, yeah. And then I have the Bucks at five and twelve. Uh, the simple, but they, the huh? You got them going with the same record as the Panthers. Yeah, I, I think they're going five and twelve. Um, you know, they have a first place schedule. I think that's going to make it tough for them uh, winning the division last year. I think yep. that really is going to impact it. And my biggest thing is is Baker going to be the guy all year? You know, my the way that offense is set up. I, I really think Trask might look better sitting in that pocket. They have a good receiving core, really going to help them out. Um, Rashad White sitting in the backfield is great. But, you know, is he is he going to have a great performance like he did last year? Uh, I, I just don't know. And then they really didn't do anything spectacular on defense. You know, they, they re-signed um, Levante David. Uh, you know, great, great pickup. Great, great to see him there i just don't i don't see them going anywhere really um then that leads me to number one and that's the saints at nine and eight okay you know, I, I just i know that they have a Derek carr there now I, I mean he he's definitely an upgrade absolutely i just i don't know if he has enough talent to keep them going um i mean we'll, we'll see on that and you know you don't know what their receiving core is really going to look like with him sitting there at the quarterback. We, we all knew what it looked like with Drew Brees and it, it was, it was great. You know, it didn't look as great with Andy Dalton. Um, the only thing that I will say that they have the most versatile, versatile player in the league in Taysom Hill, that dude can play any position and go out there and ball out. Um, you know, and, I just I think their running backs are really are gonna help them. I mean they have Kamara, they Williams, Williams, and Eno yeah. Benjamin. And Eno Benjamin had a great year last year with the Cardinals. So yeah. I think that's really gonna help them out. Um, I think you're gonna see, you know, uh, Eno and Kamara have a lot of screenplays. Um, I think that's gonna really help Carr get his, you know, get rid of the ball quick. I just don't I don't see any powerhouse team in NFC South. You know, it's just not it's just not possible. Um, no. Leading off to the AFC South, Christian, what you got going on over there? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, <clears throat> winning the division, I know you guys like to go backwards. Yeah. You know, what? why not? I'll go backwards to start. This Ooh, back it up. Yikes. I don't know what to do here. Um, so last place in this division, sitting at three and 14, I have the Colts. Um, yeah, I have them sitting at three and 14. My biggest question right off the jump, who's starting week one? Is it going to be Anthony Richardson 
Or is it going to be Gardner Minshew? It, it could be Ellinger. We don't know. That's Right. We don't know who's going to start with one. But here's, here's what we also do now. Everything that we saw through the pre-draft process, uh, or I'm sorry, before the pre-draft process of Anthony Richardson, leads me to tell me that's not going to be the guy. We've seen the flashes from Gardner Minshew, which lets me think that, okay, if he's going to be starting the whole way of the year, maybe we could pull this up to five or six wins. But I don't know. And same thing with Ellinger. We don't know. So I think – and there's just not a great team around him. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's a bunch of – the Panthers at least have mid players. The Colts have just nothing but the lower class type of players. I mean, they have, they have Taylor if he can stay healthy. What did Taylor do last year, bro? He wasn't healthy. He was hurt. So. <laughs> so, he I mean, really yeah, but, still, but I mean, like you go and look at the receiving core, dude. There's no, there's no perennial star receiver out there. There's, mm-hmm. there's nothing crazy. I mean, the O line's not what it used to be. Quentin Nelson is is looked at as a top guard in the league, but even now he's still he's underperforming. I think that there's just so many like missing pieces over there i think uh i think they took a rookie qb way too high in the draft i think they could have won something else i think they could have done a lot of other moves i think they're going to be one of the top three worst teams in the league i really don't see a lot of success coming out of them this year uh moving on to the third place team in the league i have the texans and i only have them going four and 13 uh i think we're going to see a small showing out of Stroud, which will leave us with a lot more question marks around him I think the team will compete, and they could find themselves in a situation with an extra win or two, but they're going to finish as a bottom six team. I don't, I just don't still see enough pieces around the Texans yet for me to go ahead and even give them close to a winning record here. And again, we just mm-hmm. don't know with Stroud. I'd like to give him a little more credit, but if you test 19 on the IQ test, man, I, I'm, I'm gonna have to stray away. That's from what you get team. from Ohio State players. Wow, that we're we're getting IQ like intelligent like. Christians out here making fun of people like that's know. know what's bad. So yeah, he, he's on the spectrum with Christian, and I, I you just can't be a quarterback with that spectrum. Yeah, like, really, Christian really. Christian eats Christian eats crayons, but Stroud's eating Play-Doh. So like that's where, yeah, that's where we're at fancy. with it. At least it's fancy, right? Yeah, right. Let me put it to the crowd this way, guys. I played quarterback for one season in high school. Just so you all know, I threw for 200 yards, one touchdown, and 11 interceptions through six starts. Let it be known. Woo! And I have a higher Christian Peterman over here. Um, Sitting at third place in the division, I had the Titans going 6 and 11. Second place. Oh, that's what I meant. Sorry, second place. Titans sitting at six and eleven. I think there's there's a lot of questions at QB. You have Tannehill. You just drafted Willis in the third round last year, and then you come and pick. Will Levis in in the second round this year. Who do you want to start? I mean, you you figured Tannehill was going out the door as of at the end of last year because they're gonna pull ahead and go with Willis. But now Tannehill's back. It's still being argued that it's his job right now. You have a second round and a third rounder, and that third rounder from last year was argued to be a first rounder. So you don't. I just. I feel like for me, there's gonna be so many questions there. And on top of that, though. I think Henry's going to get traded away. I think it's I think it's time for a rebuild over there in Tennessee. I think there's so many moving pieces. You have Traylon Burks that you can start with as your number one wideout over there. I don't know how I feel about him. You know what I mean? Every here and there, he's no AJ Brown. Let's get that clear. He's no AJ Brown. But I just yeah, I just feel like it's a complete rebuild over there, and we're going to start to see that as we move midway through the season. Um. And sitting at first place in the division, I have the Jags, and I think it's I think this division is going to be an absolute cakewalk for them. Oh, but I can't it, wait to hear the record. Twelve and five record. Uh, 
I can right now tell you with the three losses coming, three of their biggest losses are going to come to the Chiefs in week two, the Bills in week five, and the Bengals in week 12. Those are two – those are three teams yeah. right there that are all the top of the powerhouses of the AFC. Mm-hmm. But I believe also the Jags are a powerhouse team. Now, I also have them losing two random games just because it is the Jaguars. Maybe we see them fall to the Texans or maybe we see them fall to the Colts in an in-division game or something like yeah. that. But, yeah, yeah, I have them finishing at a 12-5. and five. I think we see a lot – uh, of a lot of great steps from Lawrence this year. I think he goes for a breakout year with 4,000 yards and 32 touchdowns with under 10 interceptions. He did that last year. He didn't have 32, I don't believe. He had – so, I'm sorry, he did most of that. He had 4,000 yards passing and only eight interceptions last year. I'm almost positive it was only eight interceptions. Okay, so stuff, but, I mean, then he had half of that in one quarter – or one half of uh, playoff game. Yeah. So, you don't you don't know, but, it, you know, that's that's not bad. Uh, so, we got Christian's picks there. I think I think they're pretty good. Um, so, we'll, what do you have over there, David? So, I think Christian and I, we're on the same wavelength right now. Um yeah. I had the Colts going last place at three and fourteen as well. Nice. Um, I had them two and four within the division. I think if you're in a bad division like that, you'll probably end up winning some good divisional games. Um, just unfortunately, the the AFC South got the AFC North this year, so uh, there it's that uh, some games are definitely not going to win. Yeah. Um, like Christian said, I agree. Quarterbacks going to be the question. Will Richardson start right away? Minshew and Ellinger are backups, and who who are they going to start out of those three? We don't know. Um, they have an okay line when healthy. Um, Taylor, if healthy, is a, a good running back. Um, they signed Isaiah McKenzie, but he's I don't think he's a one. I, that's the thing, he's not a one. No. And so, who's going to be your one? You have Pittman and you have McKenzie, both aren't ones. So, I mean, uh, Mo Ali Cox is a quality tight end, but he's no game changer. Yeah, no. And I think they their defense doesn't look that great either. I think they have Buckner, that's the only person, and uh, uh, Darius Leonard, Darius Leonard. Well, yeah. he he goes by Shaquille now. But, he, um, but he's but he, he's he's hurt. But uh, hurt. yeah, it is. Well, Richardson be a bust with like they have a new head coach. They got Steichen. We know Steichen pretty well. Um, he took Jalen Hurts under his wing, and they ran a pretty good offense with him. However, as we've seen, Jalen Hurts made that jump with his arm talent within the past year. Richardson, we can see his arm talent's not there. How much of a jump? Uh, he can make? hit the ceiling, dude. Oh yeah, that, that that yeah that he has a high ceiling only to hit footballs with. Yeah, um, that, that too. We even and Hertz is last year at college. He was the highest completion percentage. Yeah, well, I'm saying yeah. he, he Hertz could somewhat throw the ball. Um, I'm again. I went to FSU. I saw the UF game last year. You threw for like fifty percent. Yeah, it was awful. If he threw, season for us, yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's the Colts. I just unfortunately again, I just don't think they're there yet. And I, I, I just really don't have the capital in the next couple of years to be there. So it's going to be very interesting what kind of rebuild they do. Yeah. Um, at third place, I had the Texans come going with a record four and 13. I agree with you there, Christian. Um, I think the team is just so young. It, it's even their back quarterback now is Mills is super young. It's only his second or third year coming in. Uh, they drafted Stroud and then who apparently is going to be the future of the team, but it's the Texans. So we don't even know. Um, they, they didn't draft wide receiver in a really deep wide receiver class, which I was kind of surprised about, but they did go up a lot of spots to get Will Anderson, who is a stud pass rusher. Um, so they were trying to sit there and get their defense. Uh, they have an interesting receiving core to me. Um, here are the numbers besides Robert Woods and Noah. There's they have Robert Woods, and Noah Brown. Um, and they also have John Mechie, 
who if you guys don't remember John Mechie, John Mechie was out last year because he had leukemia. Now he was a stud wide receiver over there at Alabama. So be this kind of is his rookie season. So it's interesting to see. With that, there are seven receivers on the roster who are 25 years old or younger. So it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see who they end up keeping. They have Damian Pierce, who had an amazing season last year. Later along, UF. And um, and even they have a good veteran backup where they have Devils, De- Devin Singletary mm-hmm. right behind him. So it's not too bad of a team. They went out and they signed Dalton Schultz as a tight end. Now, if he's a game-changing tight end, he was pretty okay in uh, in Dallas. Um, but the interesting thing is, will will Mills start the season? Um, will they let Mills start the season to get Stroud used to the system more? I'm also very interested in see how D'Amico Ryan's does in his first year as head coach. As Eagles fans, we love D'Amico. D'Amico is a pretty solid linebacker for us yeah. for years. Yes, um, got his autograph. I think my favorite part of the season, you're gonna have to take a look. Cleveland plays Houston this year in Houston. I think there will be a nice big old Texas warm welcome from Deshaun Watson when he a walks into massages. the stadium. A lot of massages. <laughs> a lot of massages. Oh, yeah. um, second place, I have the Tennessee Titans, who I have going five and twelve this year. Okay. I say they go two and four in the division. Um, like with the entire division, the QB is the big question. They have Tannehill, who's I thought would be gone last year. Right. They have Malik Willis, who for some reason looks like they've given up on him, and they went out and drafted Will Levis, who fell. I mean, I feel like for where they got Will Levis is a pretty good pick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Will Levis should have been a third-round QB at best off the jump. I don't believe he should have ever had the pre-hype around him to be a first-round quarterback. We have anti-Mayonnaise fans here. Um, they, I, I think they have a really great running game with Henry, and also I like Hassan Haskins. I think he's a really good running back. That's coming from an Ohio State fan who's thinking that. So, um, you went to Michigan, it, right? Yeah, you went to Michigan. Um, wide receiver is very lacking. Like, Traylon Burks is your best option. And I mean, obviously, they got rid of AJ Brown last year. Thank God they did. I love it, every, loving every single week of it. Um, and they, I, they signed, uh, was it Skaronsky? Was there the lineman that they drafted? I, I, I hope he's a stud whenever he gets healthy. But again, like, you know, when people come off of injuries in their rookie year, it's just, you know, going to be hit or miss there. Um, but the other than that, I think they went out and they signed Andre Dillard too. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, they yeah. ended up signing him, so it's not bad it's signing at all. Um, defensive wise, they're pretty shoddy. I think they only have Bayard and then Jeffrey Simmons. Other than that, they're they're kind of lacking back there. But with real quick, I think I think uh, I think Bayard will be out as well with Henry before. You think so? I mean, I think at this point, I, I agree with you. Rebuild. They're probably gonna go with the full rebuild at some point. Yeah. I just think they had a really flat. They had Tannehill for there. They had Henry, who was the best running back for a bit. That AJ Brown, who was obviously a top five, top ten wide receiver at the time he was there. I just think they kind of missed their window of opportunity saying, there. Yeah, and two three years ago was their window. It's it's gone now. The opportunity's gone. Yeah, I think the vision is bad. I think Jacksonville runs it. Um, I think right now Vrabel's in the hot seat. I yeah. think I think he's gone middle of the season, after the season this year. I just don't think with the team they have, unless they trust him to go through with the rebuild, I just don't think they can I, – Like you might as well move on if you're going to go with the new project there. I think Tennessee really likes Vrabel. I think that's the one piece they'll keep. But I, I'm, not, I'm not completely disagreeing with you there. And then first place, I I think Jacksonville runs that division. I think I have them going eleven and six. I have them going five and one in the division with one random loss to Indi- uh to is a Houston. One random loss to Houston on long way. Um, uh, I think Duval is going to run that division for a while now. Duval, yeah, unless somehow you know Houston makes a jump or somehow Anthony Richardson comes out and becomes an absolute 
stud, which I don't see coming. Um, with Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence at the helm in this completely weak division, I don't think there's any way that they go less than first. I think Etienne's a baller. I even like Dearness Johnston as a backup uh, running back. And you look at their wide receiver core right now, they have Agnew, they have Christian Kirk, they have Zay Jones, and then now they get Calvin Ridley to start okay, the Ridley. season. Yep. That's a really good receiver core. That's yeah, they yeah, have Evan Ingram. He's a great. He's a great. Uh, he had a great season last year. He actually got to stay healthy this year. Got to yeah. prove how good he is. Um, Biasly, Luke Farrell is a pretty good, solid tight end too. Went to Ohio State. It just really depends that O line is going to need the O line is going to need to protect him, um, and the defense is going to need to step it up. Yeah, um, like the defense, they were 12th in scoring. That's commendable. However, they were 24th in total la- yards last year. Yeah. So that's where that kind of they it used to be the reverse. You know, Jacksonville had the really young, great defensive um, core whenever they went to that uh, AFC Championship game. However, now they have a really young wide receiving core and a little young yeah. offensive core, and, and I, need to get that defense up. I think that Shotgun, I think I think he likes to get rid of players to try to get the most out of what he has um and i think that is mogul the 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 issue with him um you know i think the jags are gonna run that division but uh i'll, I'll start off my picks we're, we're kind of equal the only thing is, is the last three spots are really a toss-up um i i it was hard for me to decide i know you guys have it i i actually had the colts at five and twelve um i think i think they're gonna get a couple some crazy wins, just surprising wins. Um, you know, like you said, you have Stike in there. Um, he got AR 15. Um, that, that fits the way he likes to run an offense. But then again, you don't know if Minshew, I mean, Minshew knows the offense. So I think he might actually get the start there just to kind of show the ropes. Um, the only issue I have just like you do is the receiving core. I don't know if they have the pieces to be just, the the team that's going to be able to beat you throwing the ball now i mean jonathan taylor is an absolute stud yes he was hurt all last year we've seen what he can do and running with anthony richardson i think you know those two together are are going to be an issue um i think you're going to see more of a college you know offense with them uh just at least for the first first year um but that being said i have texans at six and eleven um i yeah i just think i think they're gonna get it i mean i saw their defense last year in a couple games they kept them close i just think that you know they really went out there and try to build that texans defense again you know they used to make the that defense one of probably a top 15 defense um they were never great on offense uh, and in my opinion they never had anything there I just the biggest problem I have is sitting at wide receiver, like you said. I mean, Woods is their number one guy, and then looking at their depth chart, they have Nico Collins at number two, and like you said, they have Mechie at number three. I just don't, I don't see that. And then they're going to be relying heavy on Schultz, uh, and I, I just don't know what it's going to look like. C.J. Stroud, you know, it's a question because he's a rookie quarterback, you know, that, and that's the thing. I mean, you have you could potentially have three rookie quarterbacks starting in this division and you know, that it could go either way, but then I have the Titans sitting at seven and 10. And the only reason I have them at seven and 10 is they are a game management team. Um, They get ahead on a team. They're going to try to run out the clock and they have Henry to be able to do that. 
like you said, if they keep Henry, that's the biggest question. They might use him and try to rebuild, you know, but this is with him uh, sitting there. Does Tannehill start all year? I don't know if he does. I think Levis ends up taking over the position. And really, their best wide receivers, Burks. And I just don't don't know enough about Burks to trust if he can actually be that he's, guy. He's a, I mean, he's a, he, I'm going to say great. He's a really good receiver. I'll give him that, yeah. but he's just not a one. That, yeah, you that's, can't have, that's the thing. That he, and he, if he is the one, but he's not a one, that's the big yeah. issue. Right. And, and that, that's where I'm sitting there. And then obviously we, we're all, all on the same page with the, the best team. It's going to be the Jags 11 to six. I I'm with David. I think. Texans are going to steal one from them. Um, just, I, I just think it's going to happen. You know, it's a divisional game. You know, they're gonna they're gonna probably lose one, maybe two to a divisional rival. Um, you know, their receiving core looks really good. They have Etienne back in the backfield. I mean, he's he's a stud. If Trevor Lawrence can replicate what he did last year, you know, staying under ten interceptions for the regular season, I, I think. I think they're going to have a really good year. They might even be better than 11 and six. I just, I know they have at least three losses on their schedule. I just don't know if they match up against those three powerhouse. Right. The and they have a good defense. So um, that's, that's where I stand on that. Uh, we're all in agreement with the Jags, but moving on, we'll, we'll go ahead. Real quick, and, real quick. You have, do you have their three losses that you're predicting coming to the chiefs, Bengals and bills as well? Yeah, those those are the three main main losses. There's a couple in there. I think I might have them losing to the Browns. Really? I think, so, I think that was have them that was one I looked at. I looked at hard and debated over hard, but I don't think yeah. they that one. And, so and I, I'm also with I'm also with David with with uh, the Texans with yeah, I'm, having I'm gonna, that I'm home game against the that. Browns. Is it going to be a happy ending? We don't know. Oh, we don't know what's going <laughs> to happen in that. But you know. Time will tell. Um, you know, so actually, I'll, I'm going to butt in real quick. Um, so my losses to Jaguars, if we're talking losses, I actually, I actually have them beating Cincinnati. Oh, um, yeah. I have, I have, I have one of their losses to the Niners. Uh, I also have them losing a game to the to the Ravens. Um, Kansas City, I feel like it was a given, but also, I had to keep. I had them losing to the Panthers as well, so I had to keep. Had to okay. Keep no, I mean you don't know. I think the Panthers could go out there and ball. But yeah, we, we all know that the Jets are going to win that division. So I think, David, I know you said that you have their one that they might win being the Bengals. I think if we see them take any of the three against the three powerhouses, I think it's going to be the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. They, play the Chiefs very, they play the Chiefs very well last year and were a turnover away from beating the Chiefs in that playoff game. I think it's the Bills. They play very well against the Bills. They just play at Buffalo. So, I, we, so we all are in different agreements here about who they think the powerhouse team is that they'll beat. Yeah, uh, no, I agree. But uh, we'll we'll move on. Um, what are we sitting at with the NBA playoffs? Oh, I can know. I start? Can I can I go on a quick yeah. rant? Can I go on a quick rant? rant? Oh my gosh, rant. dude, I'm so over the 76ers. I mean, let me go, bro. Let me. Oh, I'm a diehard Sixers fan, boys. You can see the maxi jersey right there. It's my baby. We suck. Doc Rivers needs to kick rocks to the door now. I'm so over. You lost 11 straight game sevens. Kick it to the curb, maybe. I do, I do agree. I think Doc needs to go. You know, you you can't look that bad. Get literally put up ten points in the third quarter yeah, of game seven. You, you're gonna lose. Um, of, I mean, on top of that, too, they, dude, they had the biggest opportunity in the world to close out game six, and there wasn't even a need for game seven, yeah. and they just completely failed. No, yeah, I. 
I get it. So we'll we'll touch that subject. We'll we'll go to the NBA playoffs right now. Yeah, I guess we'll I guess we'll start with the Celtics uh 76ers, the how that ended. Um it wasn't close. Yeah, it, Embiid, Harden, Maxi just all laid down and let Daddy Tatum just come in and cook 50 mm-hmm. burgers on them. Yeah. Like, it, like, it's funny because the most points ever scored in Game 7 was Stephen Curry two weeks ago until Jason Tatum decided to put up 51 on us the other day. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't like what Embiid said after the game. Embiid said, oh, we need another player because it's 5-on-5 five five out there. Now, I you're the guy. You're the MVP. So, like, you putting up 16 points. Now, I can see if he's trying to say, like, Oh, like if I'm because I can't have a good night every night. If I'm having an off night, somebody needs to be able to come and pick me up. I understand that. That makes more sense. But yeah, just like after losing like that, like and I think he said in 2018, it's not a rivalry. They can always kick our ass, and that's how it always feels when we play the Celtics. Really does. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. Um, Doc needs to go. Ten game sevens in his career that he's lost. Absolutely awful. I would love for them to hire Nick Nurse. Um, I also wouldn't mind hiring them hiring the uh, old um, Celtics coach. coach. Oh, Celtics yep. coach. Yeah, the old Celtics coach. From Butler. Um, I wouldn't. No, 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 not Hayward. The the guy who got in trouble for like having a sex like a sexual affair with his. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's okay. Um, take risks. That's what we do down in Philly. We yeah, take, yeah, yeah. We take risks. Yeah, brother love. <laughs> So moving forward, you got to hope that Harden resigns with the team, um, and you got to maybe luck out with a free agent this offseason. Harden, dude, Harden's on his way to Houston like it's nothing. I, I've heard that, and like I think you can. Uh, we need some spot up shooting. I I think if we can somehow get Seth Curry or maybe take a chance on this is not going to happen, but it is. Yes, it is. Speak it. I mean, well, Damon Lillard. Yeah, also, speak it into existence. We're all, we're all sitting there, there thinking that. But if not, Dame Lillard. Clay Thompson's going to be on the last year of his contract coming up in 2024. So if we can some way get away to sign and restructure, I wouldn't mind that. Now, obviously he was cold in the last couple of games with the, with the Warriors, but I think it's a little bit easier to spread out the floor when you have a person like Embiid, who's a low post guy to be able to go up shooter out. Yeah, Yeah, Um, I agree with that. That's and, what, I, and that's what Philly's been missing the entire season. We've all known that. They don't have a guy who we just know. Philly's can be been missing that since Reddick. That arc. Yeah. Philly's been missing that since Reddick. Since I got rid of Seth Curry last year. I'd like, say, yep, it, Seth Curry was the other guy who had so, him, got him off. Both. Um, I mean that I mean we'll we'll see what happens. Um, you know, what do you what do you have predictions for the next two games with the Celtics Heat and then the Lakers Nuggets? So Oh, yeah, you go. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Nuggets Lakers is just a very interesting. Series. I just, I, in my head, I feel like the Nuggets should be easily be able to take care of business. I think it's going to be an interesting matchup between Jokic and, and AD down there. You have two, you have two separate types of big men. You have yeah. your big man who's not that physical, but can you know work his way down the post and can shoot threes. But you have Jokic, who's a like the, a facilitator big man, who's right. a little bit bigger of a body. You can probably put some more weight on AD so right. he doesn't get those easy post shots. So I think it's going to come down to your it's going to come down to your guard play over there. And you know you have LeBron and you have Murray who aren't guards; they're more forwards. But you I mean those are going to be the guys who get the ball more. Yeah. And so it's going to be very interesting. Like Le- LeBron can't carry the load by himself. So you're going to, have to see guys like Austin Reeves who may have to come in uh, and put up some numbers. And then for the Nuggets, like um, they have like what Porter Jr. Maybe, but I it's just going to be really hard. They have Murray. I, I just, they don't really have the the guard the, the play there. The I'm going to piggyback off on you. Um, I think the Lakers. I think the Lakers are definitely they're looking better as a complete team. I mean, the last three games that Austin Reeves played, right? He went 23, 15, and 21. 
if you can get that performance out of him, you're going to, you're going to look at a series that you're not going to be able to cover him yet. If they do, you have AD sitting down there and then you have LeBron James. We all know LeBron James. He's a facilitator. He can do his thing. Um, I, I, I think the Lakers might take that one um, leading off with the, the Celtics. The biggest issue with the heat is it, you, I don't know if you have enough players to be able to cover them. Yeah. They don't really have like a big, but yet you have Brown that has been playing phenomenal in the playoffs. He literally, his worst game was 17 against the Sixers. He was getting 23, 25, 23, 20, like just having a great, great playoff series. Um, and then Jason Tatum, I, I just, you know, holding him to less than 20 is a good, that's a good matchup. I just that. don't. I don't know if is is Butler going to cover him the whole time. Butler plays great defense. I just don't I don't think they match up correctly over there. Um I I want to hear what you guys have to say on that. Yeah, so I think so yeah. So for the Heat uh I think it's going to be a real interesting and real tough series. I think you'll probably see the Celtics jump out to a 2-0 lead, but I think when it comes right back to Miami I think Butler's going to ball. I think even still in Boston, Butler's going to ball because that's just Jimmy Butler. That's just the guy we've always known. But I feel I feel like I could see both these series coming down to a game seven. Uh, I don't think – Heat aren't going to be willing to just fall over and die, even as the eighth seed. It's just not going to happen. Butler's going to take control of that team and tell him, like, yo, listen, like, something's got to happen here. I just, but at the, at the end of the day, I think the firepower between Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown is just going to be too much for the Heat and Butler to handle. I mean, those are two, two guys that I mean, you, you can argue they're top ten players in the league. You know what I mean? Like they're those are two guys on the same roster. And then on top of that, you have Marcus Smart, who's one of the best yeah. defensive players in the league. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be covering Butler the entire time. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. they might run. I mean, I know they're gonna run man, but they end up they might end up doing a box and one. And yep. just making them go out there and try to ball out at the perimeter. I just don't, right. I don't know if that happens. Uh, David, what do you think? Yeah. And so I, I don't have this series that close. I, I have a, I have a, I have a four, one Celtic series. Yep. And it's just, it's so hard because Jimmy Butler can't do it himself. Now against a team like the young Knicks. Yeah. He could have done that himself. That That's fine. Yeah. But I mean, with Tyler hero out the complete, like, like the complete postseason now, um, the, the matchup really comes down to like who's guarding Jalen Brown. You're gonna put Lowry on him. Um, then you have their post matchups is gonna be Bam versus Horford. Um, and now Horford is pretty good defensively when it comes to people like that. Uh, he's given Embiid problems his whole career, and Bam is just not the same player I that we are, we're used to seeing. You know, and what who who you gonna rely on now? You're gonna get Kevin Love out there and start hitting threes. Is he gonna be like uh, Mike Miller with the Heat up in like 2012, 2013? So I just feel like they're just completely outmatched. Now I yeah. think I think like with Allen Iverson two thousand one, the Heat may get one cheap one. Um, mm-hmm. but I just think it's I just think they're completely outmatched. And yeah. I think the Celtics are gonna end up going to the finals. I agree. I think I think they are gonna get at least one game out there. I don't think the series is gonna be close. We've all been on the same page. I really think the finals in the uh East should have been the Celtics Sixers. I think that was a great matchup going in there. And then that's where I really think they should start thinking about reseeding um you know really you're getting the best teams going in um obviously you you don't know in the playoffs some team could beat another team I just think that's the way you reseed it um but 
leading off, David, what's well, up? Uh... I never did we. I never covered the West for myself, real quick. I want to. Yeah, this. yeah. Right, I'm Christian never said anything about the Lakers series. I think that series goes in seven, and I think it goes to the Nuggets. I don't think. I think neither team will lose at home, but Nuggets get four games at home if it goes to a game seven, and I think that's going to be. I mean, dude, you Nuggets have not lost at home in this playoffs game yet in the playoffs the, series. The only thing is, is for some reason, uh, Jokic just doesn't perform against the Lakers. Um, and, and and I think I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that uh, the Lakers are a little quicker. Um, yeah. Jokic he he plays phenomenal in his set plays, uh, but I just think they're going to go out there and it's going to be a running gun game. Um, and I think that's the reason why the Lakers are probably going to take that. Uh, and, I mean, it, it could go either way. You know, he could hold his own. He could, he's probably going to average a triple double like he always does. I just don't I don't know if that's enough. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll. We'll go ahead and uh, go on to the NHL playoffs. Hit Actually, me, I have with that. real quick. I want you guys. To, I want you guys to tell me what you guys think about the John Morant news. Okay, yeah. dude. I'll 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 weigh in real heavy on this. I can't believe how stupid you have to be to do what you did. I mean, listen. If there's a camera on you and you don't know it, and you got caught doing something because someone else is trying to catch you up, all right. Even still, it's not that cool because you should know as a superstar, you're going to have the cameras on you. But still, you know what I mean? I get it. You thought you were in the comfort zone of whatever, you know, and someone got it. It's not what happened. You're on Instagram Live. You know the person right next to you is on Instagram Live. You know that everybody, you're, bro, you're John Morant. So everybody is going to join that live because yeah. you're John Morant. Yeah. Yeah. And no, you, I, I agree with you. I think he shot himself in the own foot and his own foot. I really think he, he shot himself in his own foot. Um, he, he's going to be facing, you know, a lot of people are calling for a full year suspension. I don't yeah. agree with that. I think you, I think I, I'm kind of with Stephen A. Smith on this. He, he said it kind of perfectly. You know, you give him a 20 game suspension. Um, you, 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 you don't fool me once. Shame on me. Fool me twice. Shame on you. You, exactly. you just, you go out there and you have to punish him. Uh, it's so dumb. You know the rules. You shouldn't do it. Uh, you know, David, what do you have to say on yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Now, I'm all about, you know, without getting political Second Amendment rights, you know, that's his right to carry one. However, when you work for any organization, even the job I work at, if I was on a video flashing a gun on Instagram Live, I'm going to get repercussions for that. Yep. And if I sat there and I went through a program and I was releasing releasing press BS saying, oh, no, I'm changed now. I have so much to lose. I should never do this. And then I go around and do it about a month or two later. Yeah, I, I've, of course, I would expect for more repercussions. I think John Morant needs to figure it out quick. I think with that draft, you have John Morant and Zion at one and two. Both of those are wasting careers in two separate ways. Now you're in a certain thing. Was R.J. Barrett was he the best decision in that draft? Now, but I, it's just it's a shame because those two guys, you know, those were the future of the leagues, yep. and now they have their own separate decisions to make. Do I get my body better? Do I get my mind better? And that's something they're they're going to have to think about because I mean, you have two generational talents that are just going to waste away because of stupid decisions they're making. So it's a, it's a shame. And I like, again, I'm all about the second amendment, but when your job tells you to do something and then you tell, okay, my bad, I won't do it. And then do it right back again. Exactly. You didn't learn anything. That, that's, that's, that was my biggest thing is that had he maybe not have come out and, and said like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm going to change. I'm going to enter myself into this facility. Did, bro. I mean, you can't, yeah. Cause now, bro, now you're a liar. 
Yeah, even... now, now, yeah, again, it yeah, just seems like it's a bunch exactly. of press BS. So you're just doing it to make up for the facts. Like you're not right. sorry that you did it. You're sorry that you got caught. Yeah, but yeah, yeah no, exactly. And you're sorry and, you got caught. And I really, I really think that they're going to do away with him. You think Memphis does away with him? I think, I, yeah, I, I he's really. The team. I, yeah. I know he's the team, but they could get a lot from him. Um, and I, I think they're at this point, they're like, well, we can make it to the playoffs with him. Let's rebuild and make a better team because I think they can get a lot from him. You know, I'll say actually, if you go and look at it, uh, Grizzlies' record or not? Yeah, yeah they they, yeah, they do play. Better, they do play yeah, really good better without, without Jaw. Their record's better without Jaw. So. so you know why why not? Um, well, that leads us into our next playoff picture, David. Let's hit it with the uh, NHL. Here we go. All right, boys, so you know what time it is. Do NHL play as our three-minute minors, the three dudes. Don't watch hockey that much, but enjoy the sight of it. Yeah, hey, I watched the Oilers game last night. Watch the Oilers go. game. I love, I love, I love uh, Connor McDavid. He should probably leave to another team that's actually good. Um, so the first one, we're going to do Panthers versus Maple Leafs. Florida's end up winning that 4-1. to one. Panthers won the last game in OT, meaning, again, another one-goal game. All games but games one were decided by one goal, but game one was decided by two. They were both great games. It was a great matchup, even if the Maples got gentlemen swept. We have Golden Knights who ended up beating the Oilers four games to two. The offense was too much for the Oilers. Uh, Oilers scored a good amount, but without defense, they were just doomed. Hey, Megan, that, shout out, shout out, my man's. Uh, what's his name? He scored, he scored a, uh, a three hat trick last night, or a three goal hat trick last night. All hat tricks are three goals. Well, Vegas fine. Knights have to be one, one of the best expansion teams in recent memory just to be a dominant after joining the league. Uh, I just feel like they've been really well in the past several years they've been here. Um, this gives us to the next the series right now. Uh, Kraken versus Stars. Series tied. Kraken tied the series with a 6-3 victory. Again, just proving that they do not know how to play defense in this series. I love the Kraken, though, and I feel like um, even though they're not on home ice, I have them winning game seven. I've told you from day one, Kraken winning it. Boom. Kraken or cracked. Um, so then that leads us to, well, let's do a little bit of a preview. Um, the next, uh, the Eastern Conference Finals is going to be Hurricanes versus the Panthers. The Panthers just closed their series again, winning 4-1. to one, And again, all close games with phenomenal defense. While Carolina just absolutely blasted the Devils in each game. Other than <laughs> Nick, that sucks. Uh, this will be interesting to see because it's basically defense versus offense. But I think the Hurricanes' firepower is going to be a little bit too much for Florida. I have them winning in six. I'm going to go ahead and say there's going to be a Cat 5 Hurricane hitting Florida. Ooh. Hurricane taking that series. Ooh. Christian, got any hockey uh, Any hockey stuff for me? You, you recently watched hockey. Yeah, Anything I'm going to say I watched that. Hey, guys. I'm He's a certified that. baller in that hockey, man. I watched... Man. I watched you know, actually, and I know we're about to come up with that segment. I almost did have Jonathan uh, exactly. Exactly. Marchessault. Yeah, Jonathan Marchessault. He, he's watched hockey one time. He knows everybody now. No, I don't know everybody, but I Googled up how to pronounce his name. Ooh. Congrats. All right, so this leads us to our new segment, Certified Baller, where Christian goes ahead and picks who he thinks had an Balling. outstanding performance in the past week. Christian, I can't wait to hear what you have to say. Let's hear it, man. Let me go ahead and try to stomach what I'm about to say before yeah. I come and say this. Ooh, I think I know where you're going. Yeah, in your ass. Okay, okay. I think I got it now. Our certified baller of the week is none other than Jason Jason Tatum. Ooh. Oh, my God. But, that was rough. Yeah, that was rough. But at the end of the day, I mean, 
Burrow went and averaged 29 points per game in the Eastern Conference Finals. He recorded 51 points in Game Seven, and that's a record in most and you know most points in a Game Seven. Even after a freezing cold three, like freezing cold three quarters in Game Six, he comes out and he goes on a four for four three point run and puts the Celtics on his back to win Game Six in Philly. There's no question anymore about who's worth more between Tatum and Jalen Brown. And I feel like recently that's been an argument I've been hearing on like first take and, and all these other things in the mornings. There's not a question. Jason Tatum is the future of that franchise. Jason Tatum is a absolute franchise. certified baller. He, he's just, mm. dude, I mean, I can't, you can't make that up. And I, I think, I think Tatum's going to continue to propel his team all the way to a finals appearance, barring, and I'm not counting this out because that's why I say barring, barring a Cinderella story from Mr. Jimmy Buckets himself. And I a believe Cinderella he story. It's James I believe he do it. But Jason Tatum for the week has to be our certified baller because nobody came and showed out like he did. Yeah. And I mean that's just mm-hmm. There's absolutely no question. I mean, if like you talk about the series, let's just go by the week since we do it for weekly. The last four games of uh, the series, he averaged 32.5 points, 12.5 rebounds, and 5.5 assists per game. And that's re- even he gets 32 after getting 19 points in game six after having like like six through like the first three and a half quarters. No, so, dude, dude, dude was held out well by halftime. Dude was 0 for nine shooting with no points. He had, he had one point, like one free throw. Yeah, yeah. one point. And, and so and that's, that's crazy. Yeah. And that comes out and then on a and then dude with two minutes, two and a half minutes remaining in the game, you go on a four for four three point run just gathering up the buckets in the most clutch time of the game and you you can't argue that no no i i i don't disagree he had a great performance uh leading on on top of the certified baller we got our deflated baller yeah so it took me a minute to decide who i really wanted to pick as the deflated baller but as you guys might have known from last week or kind of maybe called the vibe of I happen to be a sports better from, uh, I don't know if you call it that vibe from Christian's payday parlay. I happen to be a sports better. Now for me personally, I went and betted a lot on, uh, on golden state. Yeah. I put a lot of bets in on golden state, but here's what I will say. Even without the bets, whether or not wins or losses there, my deflated baller of the, of the week, it has to be Jordan pool. I mean, when you go and just check the stats out from this guy, you got to understand Dude averaged 10 points per game in the playoffs. While last year, when the Warriors won the championship, I should add, by the way, he was averaging 17 points per game. He was a 34% field goal shooter in the playoffs this year compared to a 50.8 last year in the playoffs in their title run. Alongside a humongous, not a humongous drop, but a good drop in three-point shooting, he came down to 25.4 this year in the playoffs on three-point. Last year... 39.1 39.1 in his three-point shooting. The kid was also shooting 43% field goal or free. Yeah, I'm sorry, field goal on the regular season, and was averaging a 33.6% three-point in the regular season. To follow that with a 20.4 points per game in this regular season, he cut all of his stats down by half. And when in a time where great players shine and should be able to increase their stats. He just completely came out and shit the bed. And that's the one thing that we could argue 
if Poole comes out and has the season that he had last year or even just the season he had during the regular season, I think to me, that's the difference maker. That's the biggest difference maker in, in Golden State winning or losing those games. Because you have a guy who was going and averaging 20.4 a game during the regular season just to come back and cut it down by half in the playoffs and completely underperform. And again, we're in NBA bet we're in NBA playoff season right now. So yeah, there might be an even crappier player in the MLB right now. But we're in the playoffs. This is very big. There's a lot of pressure on you. You're Jordan Poole. You you are considered to be one of the next splash brothers over there in Golden State. And you just crapped the bed. And I'm gonna I'm gonna follow you up on that. I'm gonna say stay in the same sport there. Um, talk about someone that just decided to take a huge dip and splash in the pool. Mine isn't a player. Mine is Doc Rivers. Yeah, yeah. That guy, absolutely. I mean, yes, they looked great. Yes, he he took their team and made them a better team each year. You know, but when you cannot close out games as a coach that is on you you can sit here. i know everyone everyone can sit here and say that it's on the players to perform yes absolutely the players should perform but where they get their performance and their edge they get it from the coach and that's where i lead to say you get rid of doc rivers i don't think he should be coaching any good team I think with a decent coach going into that, I think they win. They don't give up that lead in game six. That is why he is my deflated baller. Yeah, I can and I can I can 100% understand and respect that. Um, I think for me, the whole reason I had pool is because I think as a Philly fan, bro, I've never I've never expected much out of Doc. And as a but see, but as a as a basketball fan in general. Like I said, Jordan Poole was set up to be the next Splash Brother. I mean, this was this was something that they thought they had grabbed. Like, yeah, I'm not I'm not arguing your segment. I mean, it, I I just I couldn't go with a player here. I I had to go with the coach. I yeah. want to hear who David has to choose from this. Just to yeah. say, I don't disagree with you, Nick. I I Doc shit the bet. Doc shit. Yeah, I think like those are all good options. I'm gonna say with Christian. I mean, you can pick any one of those from that Golden State Warriors roster. Stephen Curry had to carry Dang. that team himself. Yes. I'm going to go with Clay Thompson. Woo. Clay Thompson, you're supposed to be the two guy. You're yeah. supposed to be the guy putting up those stats with Curry, so Curry doesn't have to do all the load. Right. The last three games, Thompson had, I think, 9, 10, and 8. Those are his three games. Like, Clay Thompson, like, where's game six Clay? Clay that was, like, That's a big... Yeah. Yep. But, like... um. And he just did it wasn't him and it, he's like slowly like declining i can't tell if it's not that he just he's not fully there from the injury i can't tell if it's just like a more of a confidence thing that the offense wasn't running through him as much as he wanted to because but like, anything isn't possible yeah i just i think clay thompson's gonna be mine i, I jordan Poole, a good one I, again like i said anybody but stephen curry on that warriors team mm-hmm. i would put i can put up there exactly uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, Doc Rivers is going too, and then I mean, you if you yeah. can't win a game seven, I no, no, ab- absolutely not. So that's going to lead us. Uh, I told David last week, I absolutely told him that if that I would hold him to the bet that he had against the A's on that Sunday with their attendance, he said over under 3,000, right? He said it was going to be under 3,000. I want to hold it to him. Uh, what was it actually. There was actually 7,793 fans there. They doubled it. So I told him I was going to 
hold them to it. And David, go ahead and say what you have to do right now. So first off, let's uh, I want to put in record here the, that Thursday game they had, they only had like 2,800 in attendance. Um, that's so I was very, very confident in myself there. I mean, they had 7,000, but that only fills about 17% of their stadium, which is not good. Um, but I guess you know, I shouldn't have should have bet against that. You know, I, I thought they're all men, they're gonna go to like eight percent. So, um, because I have work in the morning, they wanted me to do actual shots. I said no, so I decided why not just mess up my bowels instead. So instead, I got um, it's Carolina Reaper uh, hot sauce. Um, and I'm gonna try to take a take a shot of this now. I, I didn't I haven't even tested it yet, so I'm not sure if a, a shot could be too much for me. I don't even know at this point. I really hope you have milk prepared. On I don't, it but I don't have milk in the house. I don't, Dude, I don't, and here's, here's the thing. I really, I really think this is gonna lead us to, into our next segment on our hot takes. Um, yeah, this is a really so, good so we're gonna let we're gonna let David go ahead and take his shot. Uh, David, go ahead, go ahead and fill that fill that shot glass up. You shouldn't have tasted it. Go ahead and fill that shot glass. I had the taste this year. I was getting into, dude. That's straight heat. So we're gonna let David go last. Uh, while we're sitting here, let him pour the shot. Um, Christian, who or what is your hot take? Oh, man, so mine's a little bit of a drawn out time frame here. Um. Almost kind of like yours was, Nick, on the, in the very first episode. But my hot take of the week is give it a week and a half, and I think we see the Phillies in first place in the NL East. Now, I did – and this is – now, before before I did my research on this, I would not have said that because I thought, you know, Phillies are sitting at 20 and 20 right now before today's game. They're sitting at 20 and 20 right now before today's game. They're sitting at a 500 uh, record. They're only five games behind. The Braves, no, and they're in second place in the division. Now, yeah. we haven't played the Braves yet this year. I don't believe we play them within this next two weeks time frame. But, dude, I mean, I don't. The Philly, dude, the Phillies are hot, right? Bryce Harper, the Bryce Harper's back. The team, the team has a, a freaking heartbeat again. The David, how are you feeling over there, boy? Oh, he's he's that made it worse. That made it worse. I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off of you. It's gonna be. <laughs> It's going to be a little longer on my hot take. Um, starting off the series over there on the Western Conference, I think the Lakers are going to go up 2-1. I think they're going to steal one in Denver. Um, leading two, I think the Lakers take that. Um, you know, we we really don't we really don't know. Uh, but I'm going to enjoy hearing David's hot take on this. So, dude, my mouth is like heat. My throat hurts. I had Brooklyn go give me a shot of ranch dressing. That's, um, that's a good call. My head hurts too. Um, my hot, my hot take is that the Diamondbacks will not lose a game this entire week. <laughs> um, I, I wanted to say that you know I wanted to say that by the end of the week they'd be in first place in a West. My mouth is salivating so much right now, but they have a three-game cushion, so that's been a little bit too much for me. Um. They play a three-game series against the Athletics to start the week, and they finish it with a three-game series against the Pirates. Um, the Athletic, do my nose is dripping. My the Athletics should be an easy team, but the Pirates have been good this year. We talked about how they're a surprise team. However, this May they are two in ten, 
Um, they got swept in back-to-back series versus the Rays and the Jays, and they just lost the back the back back three game series against. Oh, thank you. Oh, I'll eat that yogurt. You can take that ranch if you want to. Thanks, Brooklyn. I love you. Um, and these guys, uh, they got lost back-to-back series against the Rockies and Orioles. I don't have that high hopes on the Pirates. I think Diamondbacks are a pretty good team, and um, I think they're not going to lose the game for the rest of the week. Mm, that's that's a good that's a good take there. I I really I can't wait to see that. I think all of us no! kind of have. <laughs> I think we all pretty pretty much have some some good hot takes. Uh, David's being the best because that was very spicy for him uh, <laughs> going in there. Um, that's gonna lead us to our last little thing we have going on. Is... Hold up, hold up, real, real, real quick, David. Scale of one to ten, tell me how hot that is, boss. Dude, it was. It just felt like it was a straight heat, like because like it was like kind of like wasabi, where it's not really spicy. You just feel like it's heat. Yeah. That's what it felt like. And then Brooklyn gave me her Gatorade or non-disclosed sports drink, and I took a sip of it. And it just spread it all about. And that, that's so gonna bad. that's gonna lead to another subject or uh, segment that we have every Friday, where each of us take a chance and we throw a bet out there. What's gonna happen? And if we lose, it's gonna be a punishment coming in as our hot take. We have to do something during that. I I can't wait to see uh, what Christian has to do on his. Um, if he wins, great. I mean, he does have. The Christian payday parlay. I uh, he did terrible on this last one. Um, two for four, but you know, fifty percent still. You're not winning money off of that. You're not winning um, money in seventy five percent. Yeah, exactly, exactly. to win the parlay, but um, but leading you off to to our last one. Um, I went out there and did my MLB rankings. You know, based off of what we're seeing in the past couple of weeks. Yes. I will uh, say I'm gonna start it. Me and David came a little underprepared for the segment. No, that's that's fine. Uh, I'm going to start it off with number five and work my way down. So number five right now. Work your way up. I have, I have the Blue Jays. They okay. they really have been coming off hot. Their batting average right now is 259. That's eighth best. Their ERA is 393. That's 12th best. Now, their runs are at 192 and that's 10th best and i think they're really starting to come around uh on their offense their pitching needs to do a little better get them you know secured more in games um but that's my number five i got number four at the dodgers they're they're starting to get really hot you know they're they're number four in rbis they're at 214 which is which is unreal and that's just rbis that has nothing to do with anything else their pitching is okay, but their their scoring is really unreal to me. Then the surprising team of all is the Rangers. So yeah. the Rangers at number three, they are number five in batting average. Um, it's just it, it's uncanny. They're they're sitting there at number six in ERA at 361, and they have 245 RBIs. I just told you what the Dodgers RBIs are. That, that is way surpassed theirs. At number two, hurts to say it, but I have the Braves at number two. Their ERA is sitting at 3-5-3. It is number five sitting there in, in pitching. Um, they're batting at 256. You know, they're they're doing what they have to do. Uh, and then number one is the race. And they they're just killing it. I mean, their batting average is 275 and they're number one in that. And they're number one in ERA at three, two, six. So they're, they're, 
Hold on, real quick. Once, just one second. I might have missed this. You said one's the Rays, correct? The the Rays the the Rays are number one, and it's not even it's not even close for the simple yeah. fact their batting average is number one, and their ERA is three twenty six. I mean, they're number one in both those categories. That's just really hard hard to beat. Um, I will say, and I'm going to piggyback off of what Christian said earlier. Uh, my notable mention is going to be the Phillies. Uh, they're they're really starting to come together. You know, their batting average is two sixty three. Uh, they're, they're sixth going into the league, uh, runs 173. They're tied for 10th on that. Their pitching ERA is 466, which is not good. They're 23rd, but I will have to put in perspective. Ranger Suarez is finally back. I think they're going to really get their pitching back together. I think he he's a stud sitting in that position. Um, you know, I, I don't know what you guys have going on. If you guys disagree with that, uh, I would love to hear no, nah, so for me, uh, I'll piggyback with you on on the number one spot. I love I love the race uh, at the one spot. I think, I mean, dude, eleven losses so far through the season compared to thirty one wins. I what who who can you put over that? No matter what, right? No matter what, no matter who has a roster built around them so far, to be forty two games into the season, and you have eleven losses. You can't, I mean, you can't beat that. But then, yeah, again, with the Phillies at that honorable mention spot, I would probably agree with you all the way, Nick, through your through your one to five spots. Uh, and then I guess it could be considered biased to have the Phillies at the honorable mention spot. But, oh, David's got a different opinion. But ever since the addition of Bryce Harper coming back, the Phillies has just been a completely different ball team. Yep. And, and I think that's basically because Harper, for as long as we can remember now, for the past three, four years now, He's been the heartbeat of that team, the heart and soul. The whole reason we were elevated to the World Series last year, I mean, there, there's just a dip, different level of presence brought back to the field by Harper, and I think that's humongous for the Phillies, and I think it's what's needed. You know, I, and I, I, I will say Harper is phenomenal. I, I, I've said it from day one. He's like Pete Rose. If he's not on your team, you don't like him. Uh, when he's on your team, it's phenomenal. Like it, it's just, it's great. Uh, we I want a Machado him. over him. I want a Machado over him. But you know, I, I didn't. I mean, I, I said it from day one when he was ready to leave from the Nationals. I was like, I hated him, but I would love to see him in a Phillies uniform. I now I, I will say that guy, that guy can throw punches. Um, he, can. he he'll get himself ejected. Anything he has to do for his team, he for his is team. a gamer. So, Dave, what, what do you what do you have going on on that? I just disagree. So I'll, I'll disagree with the Braves. I don't think I put the Braves in my top five, and that's not a biased opinion. Um, they're five, and they're like five or five in the last ten. And they've lost the last four games they've played. Now they played a really good Blue Jays team. Um, so you can sit and argue that. I just feel like you know they've kind of got a, a cold streak. I would put the Dodgers a little bit higher up there. The Dodgers are right now eight and two in the last 10 games, including beating the pa- the Padres five out of six games in that span. The Padres aren't a bad team either. Uh, I think the rest are less in line. It'd be, it'd be nitpicky to sit there and be like, oh, this team, this team, this team. I just feel like the Dodgers need a little bit higher. And then the Braves, I don't feel like are my top five right now. I feel like they could be a top five team, but I just feel like power ring goings are kind of sliding right now. David, yeah. just to pick, just to tell off you real quick, bud. I uh, I know I said for my bold prediction of the of the week that or hot a uh, hot take of the week that Phillies are gonna come in within the next two weeks and take over that number one spot. However, though, bro, I will say, dude, that Braves roster is is really nice and set up very nicely. And no matter what, whether the Phillies overtake them or not, I mean, we just obviously me and Nick both said that basically the Phillies are almost our sixth spot because they get the honorable mention. 
but dude, I mean, I think that Braves team is 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 one hundred percent the top five team in and MLB. I mean, yeah, and and the thing is, is I know they had the World Series uh, a couple years ago, which is which is great. Um, they really capitalized on their cap space. Uh, they went over. They you know they they hit the luxury tax, but they definitely paid some players to be there. Um, the only issue is, can they get it done? Um, and, and I think I think at some point they're going to run out of some steam. You know, the Phillies are finally starting to get their full squad back. That's the reason why they're my honorable mention. Uh, you know, that's barring their bullpen. And I still think that they're going to make a trade. And I, you know, I, I really think that Schwarber might not be in a Phillies uniform. I think they're going to try to get something big going off, going into the all-star break. You know who we're uh, getting, right? Speak it into existence right now. You guys all know who the Phillies are trading for. Do we not? I mean, if the you're going to say Otani. is coming to Philly, boys. The you, show Ohtani. is coming if, to really? If you say Otani, I would love to speak that. I would love Dude, to see Ohtani's that. Otani's on the trade block. He said if the Brothers- How are we paying for Turner, Harper, yeah. and Otani? <laughs> you're calling us a Yankee. Hey, right hey. The good news is, is in the MLB, you can go over the amount of cap space you have. You just have to pay a luxury tax. Now, I don't know if you notice or not, but historically, the Phillies are one of the top 10 best teams in baseball and the top 10 richest team in baseball. This year, I believe we're a top five on the payroll. I think they're number three. Yeah. So, okay. So even top three, better at that. Dude, they don't have a problem with breaking the bank. This roster no, is the set GM, up right now. GM spends money. Da, 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 we'll, da, we'll go ahead. We'll go ahead and uh we're gonna we're gonna end off that guys. Again, we love we love our fan base. Uh, you know, I hope you guys tune in, see David struggle on his hot take. Love you guys. See you shout next out, week. Shout out to the moms. You guys all on Thursday, boys. Have a great night, everybody.